Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decisions. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with the Fantasy Sports Radio Update for you. Ten days after the NFC Championship, no pass interference debacle. The commission has addressed the media today. Roger Goodall stating he feels bad for the Saints and their fans, but he said, hey, the bottom lines is referees are human beings too. He did admit there had been a pass interference call on the Rams in the fourth. There should have been one, but stress, there's no way in hell that we're replaying the game from that spot. He also said replay changes are being discussed, but nothing concrete has been targeted moving forward. But Saints coach Sean Payton, he doesn't seem to care for the commission's apology. At a press conference, Peyton appears to be wearing a Roger Goodell clown t-shirt under his jacket. Remember, Lions coach Matt Patricia made that clown shirt famous when he was then coordinator with the Pats and after Deflategate when they won the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Lots of clown shirts going on. Juju Smith-Schuster says... going to get a lot of calls <laughs> next year wearing that clown <laughs> yeah. shirt. Good, good to have you hey, back, buddy. Kim. You're sounding How pretty you doing, good. Gabe? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. A little bit uh, rough in the pipes, buddy, but uh, I know you, you held down the fort great, buddy. It's uh, really gl- so what, glad to hear was, your voice. What was the self-diagnosis? Uh, we talked about your medical situation on the air over the last couple of days. Uh, I was just uh, throat, throat and lung infection, kind of. I was just kind of like coughing stuff no, up and things like that. But not strep throat. What? I didn't think it was that bad. No, no, I got, I got, I got, uh, I got some really strong stuff and uh, some, um, you know, made some homemade potions and stuff and really uh, killed it last night. Basically, a little a bit of brandy. What? Uh, no, no, I went to a wake walk-in clinic and there were 17 people in there and I walked out and just went to the drugstore. I told people you probably self-diagnosed yourself. I did. <laughs> Once again, I was correct. Uh, <laughs> yes, you were correct. You're correct. Uh, I told you last yeah. week you got to start eating more salads. But anyway, no, I wasn't going to say it's more my uh, throat. throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Juju Smith Schuster says, hey, let's just end the BS there on a recent NFL podcast. Schuster voices opinion saying he wants Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell both to stay in the black and yellow. That's not going to happen, buddy. But anyway, uh, he hopes his team can stay together and get that elusive Super Bowl. Listen to this one, Brent. So you're going to like this one. A Pittsburgh TV station has candid employee who really dislikes Tom Brady during the broadcast on CBS affiliate and the graphic under Tom Brady. It didn't read quarterback or Pat's quarterback. It read known cheater. Despite it being a gag, that font guy, he gone. He got fired from the television station, who is the affiliate to the Super Bowl. That Super Bowl taking place in Sunday, February 3rd, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The line, Pats 2.5, total. Eight games on the hardwood tonight. A trio of action at 7.30. Boston hosting Charlotte. Celtics laying 7.5, total there, 216.5. Miami and Chicago, uh, Miami laying 10 there, over under 207.5. The New York Knicks taking on Dallas. The Mavericks, a 7-point road fave total. 216 there. Three more games at 8 o'clock. New Orleans hosting Denver. The Nuggets, 8.5 point favorites on the road over under 227. Minnesota hosting Memphis. The T-Wolves minus 5.5. Total 209.5. Washington entertaining Indiana. This one's a straight pick. Total 218.5. Sacramento and Atlanta at 10 o'clock. Kings are laying 5.5. Big total in this one, Marenzi. 236.5. And Portland welcomes Utah in the late game at 10.30. Blazers minus 1.5. Total 218. Busy night in college hoops, a pair of games, as we know, those 6.30 kickoffs. Butler hosting 10th-ranked Marquette. 
Butler minus two and a half total, 148. We also have an early SEC tilt as the Florida Gators host Ole Miss. Florida minus five and a half over under 133. Other top 25 action tonight. Iowa State hosting West Virginia Cyclones minus 12 and a half, 148. Virginia Tech, a nine-point road fave in Miami, total 140. DePaul hosting 14 Villanova. Wildcats minus seven, 147. Number 15, Louisville at Wake Forest Cards minus 10 over under 144 and a half. And LSU travels to Texas A&M to play the Aggies. Tigers, five and a half point favorites, 152 and a half. Only a pair on the ice tonight too, buddy. We got Eastern heavyweights, Tampa Bay taking on Pittsburgh. Good hockey game there. Lightning laying 120 on the road. And Dallas, the overrated stars taking on Buffalo who won last night. Dallas, minus 170, over under five and a half. On the pitch today, Gabe, I'm up to date, buddy. Bournemouth leading Chelsea 1-0 in the 52nd minute. South Southampton versus Crystal Palace. Palace up 1-0 in minute 55. Liverpool and Leicester City tied 1-1 at the half. And Watford, they lead Tottenham 1-0, that also at halftime. Hey, we got PGA and Euro Golf, the Waste Management Tournament, the only tournament that encourages you getting wasted. John Rahm, the tournament favorite, and Arizona Sun Devil. He's the betting tote board favorite, 8-1. But I love Hideki Matsuyama at 13-1. And the European Tour will kick off tonight as well, Marenzi. Lots of good stuff. We got Ian Rappaport coming up. We got Gamblu, Mark Lawrence. We're going to break down everything. DFS betting. Back to you, my friend, Marenzi. Game time. It's a Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game time decisions. All right, I hope the Rams first play of the game is a little smoother than that transition. Yeah. That handoff was. Touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah, that would, that would have been a pick six right off the top. We don't need that, Gabe, when we're taking the Rams. No pick sixes, please. A great uh, great job with the update. Good to have uh, Cam back. Uh, we'll try to uh, give Cam a little bit of rest uh, so we can rest the pipes. Of course, it's a Super Bowl. Super Bowl countdown is on Super Bowl uh, 53. And as Cam just alluded, we got uh, we got a solid show lined up uh, today. Although in this business, you never know. You're dealing with, uh, with live guests and, and times. Uh, but Ian Rappaport should be joining us in the next uh, couple of minutes. We got uh, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, going to be joining us from Florida. We got LouGamblu.com, going to be joining us from uh, from Arizona. The Polar Vortex is on. We're in New York City. It was just like a mini blizzard, and suddenly it just cleared. Uh, you know, but I understand the Polar Vortex is somewhat hit Atlanta as well. Ian Rappaport's hit Atlanta. He hits us right now to Fantasy Sports Network. <laughs> Ian Rapport, NFL Network. I appreciate you joining us, Ian. I know you're extremely busy. We appreciate your time. Uh, how's Super Bowl week treating you so far down there? Uh, how you doing? It's the it's the best, man. I'm I'm doing great. Atlanta is fantastic. I would say a little cold, um, but you know we were in Minnesota last year, somehow making it. So um, and logistically, it's been fine. Two pretty awesome teams. So I'm doing good. You know what? Uh, we'll we know, I know people. <laughs> and it's crazy. The last time it was this call in Atlanta was like the last Super Bowl in 2000, yeah. Yeah, which is nuts. But good call. I know people in Atlanta, and we got calls, and I know people who live there. But the clubs are banging. Like, the city is off the hook right now. Atlanta's a great party town to begin with. So I, I think it's, it's, it's a great, great facility, a great scene. So I know you're busy, and so let's get right down to business. You know, for the most part, and I've been pretty critical of Roger Goodell over the years, um, but for the most part, I thought he had a pretty good year this year. Like, you know, there was no real stumbles, bumbles for the most part. But then he had to get sucked in with a couple of weird calls yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. 
and then he finds himself sort of right back where he starts again, sort of in defense mode instead of celebratory mode. Because I almost got the feeling a couple of weeks ago he could almost stick his chest down saying, look, TV numbers are great, digital numbers are great, everybody's happy, we got a great Super Bowl. Yeah. But instead it turns into, what about the referees? And, um, and, and you know, he gets asked about Maroon 5, and it's, he's always got to yeah, be on the defensive a- somehow. Yeah. No, you're right, and I, I do actually think it was, you know, a solid year for him, and, you know, ratings are, are, not, are up. The actual football on the field was fantastic, you know, and that's, I mean, that's an amazing thing. Like, I just, as a fan, enjoyed watching football probably more this year than I have the last couple of years. Not that I did, yeah. it was just, but the actual quality was great. About the games the were entertaining this year, Ian. You're right. Games Let's call great, it up for what it is. The games were entertaining yeah, this year, yeah. Absolutely, and, you know, and I do think that we're also – sort of getting a new crop of young quarterbacks who are awesome. Um, so that's kind of, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the same thing today, I actually thought he handled it fine. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to say, honestly, but he said the, the call was wrong. He sort of communicated that to New Orleans fans in his way and uh, said they're going to look at making sure this doesn't happen again. Which uh, Hang in here for a second, Ian. I promise. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and You'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we promised we'd take a quick break. We're with Ian Rappaport of the NFL uh, Network. So, uh, Ian, uh, I'm Gabriel Morenci. Cam Stewart is the other voice you'll hear. Uh, Let's just get down to it right now. Sean Payton. Now, listen, I'm not a Matt Patricia guy. I think, you know. I'm just as a fan, and I should know I'm a Bills fan too. But <laughs> as, as a fan, <laughs> and even as I'm not like the most biggest company guy, I'll just be honest. Like you know, I've been that I'm that loudmouth radio guy. But even I thought it was in bad taste when Matt Patricia wore the Roger Goodell shirt. I was like, dude, you know, show some respect for the league. You know, if you, if you got, I just thought it crossed the line. But it looks like Sean Payton rolled out the same uh, shirt. But I'll ask you. Did Roger Goodell sort of walk into it today when he stated, I spoke to the Saints, and the Saints were pretty quick to jump onto Twitter and say, he never spoke to me, he never spoke to us, so we don't really know yeah, who he spoke I, to. I mean, yeah, I mean, he did speak to Sean Payton, and, you know, he spoke to um, to Mrs. Benson, and, I, you know, I get all that. And um, I think for the players, though, you know, I don't know what they want, but I'm sure they, they would like to hear from Roger Goodell himself and, you know, just kind of, hear the words like yeah like it didn't you know it, it obviously wasn't uh the call wasn't right honestly just the call wasn't right so i i'm sure none of this makes them feel any better and that's one of the hard things with this because there's nothing that's going to change the result nothing that's going to bring that back um and that's really you know in reality what they all want that's sports though guys yeah. right i mean the game went to overtime you know True. there was ups there was downs they could have they would have scored a touchdown it's like life. We make our own bet. It is what it is. Like, and that's kind of my thing. I mean, you know, the, the bad calls do happen. Like, what, you know, it's bad. But as Goodell said today, and I thought it was a good point to hammer home, like, they are human. Literally humans. So they make mistakes, unfortunately, like everyone. And this was the result. It happened to be at a big time. So speaking but, of human, 
Uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say about... So, a, sorry, to interrupt, about sorry to interrupt, Morency. I was just going to talk, though, uh, the one issue, Ian, you know, about the referees with the full-time status, and we know they have jobs on the side, and the NFL is such a huge business, you know what I mean? And sometimes people are like, hey, look at the old, older gentleman trying to run up and keep with, up with a guy like Tyreek Hill. Has there any been discussions about full-time training, those type of things to go into? Obviously, they're human, but you also want the, the best specimen human beings refing a game with elite athletes in it, do we not? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big problem is that these guys are, have jobs. You know, like I remember Ed Hockley uh, is a, a lawyer, like a high-powered, actual, successful lawyer. These guys are dentists and accountants, and they have real jobs. And so, you know, what you really have to do if you're the NFL is you have to pay them as much as their real job is paying them. Well, what if they make a million dollars or whatever as a lawyer? How do you, you know, would, would you lose some of the big-time reps because they're more successful in their other jobs? Would that be worth it? I think that's one of the problems is, like, you know, it's it's hard to properly account for all of that. That's a good point. Uh, Ian Rapport. All right, Ian, so before we get you out of here, as far as the game's concerned, Sean McVay keeps talking about Todd Gurley. He's going to be a big part of the game plan. From what you're hearing and the people that you talk to, is it that Todd Gurley, right after the season, is no, he's, he's going to need surgery? Is it that, no, you know what, He's the doctors say he's okay, he just really hasn't let it loose uh, yet. What, you know, what, what are you hearing, and what's your own personal feel as far as Todd Gurley coming into this football game? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's had surgery on that knee a couple times. It sounds to me like a sort of residual irritation or discomfort from those surgeries. He doesn't have an injury. It's just sort of discomfort. So I would imagine as part of the exit physical, he's going to get some things checked out. But um, I don't know right now that it's going to be. I don't know right now that it's going to be surgery. Um, obviously, for the Rams, um, just kind of hope that you know he's ready to roll on, on Sunday, which it does sound like he had a really good week of practice this week. All right. So um, final final question. We'll let you get out of here. Um, I don't know if you've made a prediction uh, for the game, but what's what's a key factor of the game? How do you think this uh, plays out, if not like a final score uh, prediction? The Patriot game, Super Bowl is always exciting and and higher scoring. I, I think we're looking at an entertaining points on the board. I think you need 30 points plus to win this football game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, the opposite, honestly. Run first, physical, um, kind of strategic, slow-playing, kind of low-scoring game. I mean, I... Both these teams come on the ball really well. Both of them have morphed into power running teams. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it played out. Maybe something like, you know, 24-20 Patriots, something Ooh. like that. Ooh, 24-20. Ooh. All right. So uh, we got it, you know, just rapid fire on the way out. Any news on, on next year? Um, I, I wanted to ask you, so Le'Veon Bell, you know, he holds out. He wants more money. He goes on a market. Now you got Kareem Hunt going to be out there. It's going to be a bill for a lot cheaper. Yeah. What do you, does that hurt him? Have you heard from GM saying, you know what? I'd rather just sign Kareem Hunt, take a PR hit for a couple of days to give Le'Veon Bell big money. Well, yeah, and Kareem, as we got to roll here, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I do think it's going to be probably the minimum for Kareem Hunt. Um, but, yeah, if you can withstand the PR hit and you're comfortable with the kind of person he is, he's not going to put your team in this position again, it would be a good signing. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's something you certainly have to investigate as a team. Uh, we're here in New York, and uh, you know, there's talk of Le'Veon Bell. I think he'd be a good fit, actually. I don't know if the Jets are, you know, they, they don't always put money on the table like this. But final question, any any truth yeah. to this Le'Veon Bell to the Jets? 
Uh, I do think it's something the Jets will explore. I really do. And, uh, you know, we'll see if the money's right. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I do believe they're going to explore it. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network. Thanks for uh, stay warm, Ian, in Atlanta. Thanks for the time. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Ian Rappaport, NFL nice. Network. Le'Veon Bell's got to sign good. somewhere, Cam. He, he does have to sign somewhere. Maybe New York will, uh, you know, pony up, buddy. They don't like to pony up, but maybe this time. All right. Uh, so... Um, we're all over the place right now. I told Mark Lawrence we were going to call him in the next segment, but I guess we've got Mark Lawrence uh, right now after the fact. Um, Mark, I apologize for the multiple uh, emails, uh, but uh, we're glad to have you on the show. Uh, when are we going to a break, though? Are we going to a break in like one minute or something? All right. Uh, all right. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. What's up, Mark? Hey, it's Super Bowl week, Gabe. Anything goes on Super Bowl week. I'm surprised you and Cam are not in Atlanta on press row as we're speaking right now. I, I, think I don't I'm think I'd make still. it back alive. <laughs> I'm probably the only radio host that you've talked to, Mark, that's actually been asked to leave press row before, like forcibly removed. Uh, but I, actually, I was welcome back. It took like uh, four years, but in three, four years, I was, I was welcome back. But no, it is true. It's Super Bowl week, and you know, we got Ian Rappaport just joined us actually from Atlanta, and uh, it's been crazy. So, you know, the time is just, you know, the timing is all over the place. Uh, but we appreciate you joining us. Now, I've already done the media row stuff, and I'll, I'll tell you, though, Atlanta's a fun town, you know, big, big party town. So I, I'm sure it's a good time uh, there this week, but we'll be doing a live show uh, here in New York during the Super Bowl. I'll be going to the sports book Saturday night to get my bets in at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, here in New York. So, um, you know, I've got the Super Bowl festivities uh, covered here, Mark. I wonder how hopping will it be in New York at FanDuel. Uh, Is FanDuel officially open in New York, Gabe, or is it New Jersey? You're hopping across the border. Yeah, it's New Jersey only. Okay. It's New Jersey only. Yeah, yeah. In New York, they're months away. And even that, that's a circus, dude. Like, that's a completely other story, but... Yeah, you know, the last last month they brought in over three hundred million dollars in revenue. But that's normally what Nevada used to do, except now Nevada's breaking numbers. There, they brought in like five hundred ninety-five million, or something like that. But let's let's jump right in here, Mark. Super Bowl Super Bowl fifty-three. I did um, I did a prop video earlier in the day with twelve props for the Super Bowl. One of them I used. I know you like, and it's will the team. That scores last win the football game, and you know from your database, twelve and one in the last thirteen football games, with the only exception being that Kaepernick San Francisco team. Yeah, that was the Kaepernick San Francisco team, uh, and had not the Baltimore punter ran the ball out of the end zone with four seconds remaining in the game to help preserve the Raven victory, it would be thirteen wins in a row. Wow! For that particular for that particular proposition, that was a free. Oh, I forgot no. about that. Yeah, they covered yeah, that crazy play. Out of that, bounds. That, yeah, yep. crazy game. Exactly. Lights out, punter out of bounds. That that game was just nuts. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, Super Super Bowls. It's always some sort of crazy, weird thing that happens uh, in a Super Bowl. Listen, it's minus two twenty. Uh, depending on the book that you're laying it down on, but you get what you pay for. So what other props have caught your eye, Mark, coming into this football game? 
Well, I think there's a there's a few that I think are of value props, if you will. Uh, number one is this, and I'm gonna it's gonna maybe be a long way to get to a, to the end short story here, but uh, if you take a look at what the Rams and the Pats have done this season here, in every game that they've rushed the football for a hundred yards or more. They've won every game they've played. New England is 11 and 0, and I'm uh, 11 and 0, and the Rams are 12 and 0 when they run for 100 or more. When they allow less than 100 yards, the Rams are 12 and 0, and New England is 9 and 0. So 100 rushing yards is going to be the key critical stat in the football game. Now that being the case. Looking at the Rams' rush defense here and the Patriots' rush defense here, the Rams run it for 4.8 yards a carry. The Pats give it up 4.9. I think I think the Rams have a better chance of exposing that 100-yard stat than does New England in this particular football game. If they do expose that stat, the Rams run for 100 yards or more. I would play a proposition on Todd Gurley to win the MVP and C.J. Anderson also to win the MVP at 8-1 to and 30-1. to Figuring that, uh, I think that personally, I think Todd Gurley is going to have a breakout game here this uh, this particular football game. Tired of sitting in the back seat behind C.J. Anderson here. He's MVP material. He was MVP league MVP status at the halfway point of the football season here. So that's one proposition that I would look at would be the combination. I would buy both tickets of Gurley and C.J. Anderson to win the MVP. All right, we'll take a quick break. Yeah. Cam will fire off a couple of props. Um, you know, I'm seeing Todd Gurley in a 16-to-1 range right now crazy. in some spots. And I think there's good value as well. You're all in with this guy. It's it's all or nothing, Cam. Because if he's good to go, like Sean McVay says, I, you know what's funny? I also like Todd Gurley to score the, the first touchdown of the game. I like that, too. Plus 700. All right, game time decisions, Ready in Rage Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Uh, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. MC Yang doing a great job. Great job with the music uh, this week. And uh, good job by Yang. I know uh, it's like air traffic control this week, Super Bowl week, which you got guests coming in and out. And, uh, you know, we, we're still getting used to this new clock uh, here as well. Uh, tomorrow morning is going to be really crazy. We got a jam, jam packed uh, show. Uh, the morning after uh, tomorrow, we got two Hall of Fame running backs, actually. Marshall Falk will be in studio with us for the entire program. He's going to be on the air all day, actually, tomorrow. So uh, he'll be uh, he'll be on, you know, basically from, you know, from 930. Like, he won't be on for the first segment type of thing because we have Thurman Thomas 
on in the first segment of the program tomorrow morning. So we've got uh, two Hall of Fame running backs. We've got Thurman Thomas, who's one of my all-time favorite Buffalo Bills and all-time favorite football players. Uh, Marshall Falk, same thing. Always been I'm a huge Marshall Falk fan. Been a pleasure working with him uh, this year. That's real cool. Uh, we got Demarcus Ware on the program tomorrow. So, uh, man, we're, we're jam-packed with some NFL Blue Bloods on the program, and we've got a handicapper and uh, analyst of Blue Blood, Mark Lawrence, with us right now. Let's talk some props and end this yep. football game, uh, Mark. So you were talking about running running the football and Todd Gurley as we are going to a break. You know, with Todd Gurley, it's it's all or nothing. But I think, you know, you're, this is like a very, very – this is like a blue-chip stock, guys, that is on sale for some reason. Big sale. Like, it's kind of ridiculous you can get Todd Gurley in the 16-to-1 range to win the MVP yep. – when it when he's as good of a player as he is, and and there's no guarantee if the Rams win that the quarterback wins the MVP. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But yep. Mark, uh, what do you think of the the uh, the Todd Gurley first touchdown of the game plus seven hundred? Well, I'd be looking at him for sure, Gabe, because if you're looking for Gurley to have a big game, a part of the rushing yards would also be finding the end zone, of which he's really, really good at doing as well. And if that Sean McVay is not blowing smoke and given, you know, speaking his mind that Todd Gurley will be a factor in this game, I'd have to also consider him for scoring uh, the first touchdown of the game as well. And when we're talking about scoring in Super Bowl games, there's another neat little unique prop out there that I think a person might want to look at and it's you're looking at which will be the higher scoring half the first half or the second half of the football game love when the you break second it, well when you break it down you bingo you have uh the winner okay and uh no uh, i'm sorry about that bingo you have you, yes you have <laughs> i'm just pulling your chain you have the winner the second <laughs> half <laughs> and what happens you're here is this <laughs> And what happens here is this, is if you go back at the last 20 Super Bowls and look at them, okay, 15 have seen higher scoring second halves, four higher scoring first halves, and one was a push. So you, out of 20 Super Bowls, the last 20, 15 higher scoring second half Super Bowls, and this proposition you can find anywhere pretty close to pick them, pick them minus $1.20. I would look at that as well. And, Mark, did you see that crazy stat about the Patriots in the Super Bowls? Like, points in the first half, like zero, 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 three. Like they did all all, all their damage in the second game. half. Exactly. Three points, Gabe. Three points in the Super Bowl. Eight you're looking at Gusek. In the first quarter. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I watched, I, I saw that. I was like, yeah. Like, I'm watching these guys, and they can't get they can't get it done in the first half. I love that bet, guys. And, Mark, another one I think uh, that might tickle our fancy here, Josh Reynolds has been kind of the go-to guy. And, you know, the Patriots and Bill Belichick are obviously going to try to take out Cooks and Woods and do things. But Reynolds has really stepped up for these guys. Uh, the total receptions at three and a half to me seems a little bit low. And the receiving yards at uh, I like that, I see one, one book has 47 and a half. I see mostly 48 and a half. My book has 47 and a half. I think I'm going to jump on that. And longest reception at 19 and a half too. Mark, what do you think about uh, Reynolds? I think he's going to be a big factor in this game. Well, I think he will be a you know, factor into the game, you know, uh, if for no other reason, the fact that, you know, they had to change their offense. Oh, sorry, Mark. Was, sorry, Mark, but I was just going to say, oh, God, are we going to a break again? It's your phone. It's my phone. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. No, okay. I was like, I was just thinking, you got to be kidding me. Like, we're not we're going to a break, Bob. I knew it was your phone. Sorry, go ahead. But I do like the fact that since uh, Cooper Cup's been out of the lineup for the Rams here, he's had to change up his offensive style, gone more to a running game, if you will, has Sean McVay. But I think he'll mix it up a little bit more here, and I think Reynolds could be valued, like you say, over three-and-a-half receptions. 
All right, so as far as the football game is concerned, uh, Mark, you know, we're talking about uh, the, the second-ranked offense in the National Football League, the least scoring offense, and the fourth uh, highest-scoring offense in the National Football League. You know, the, the original sharp money, I guess you could say, came in on the under. I mean, Sherman and Cornegay and these guys opened a total at 59. It ends up being bet down right now. You know, you look at past Super Bowls, you look at the Patriots Super Bowls, yeah, they've had slow starts, but last year, 41-33. What was the final score in the uh, in the Atlanta game? Was it 33-28? You know, so to me, and we just had Ian Rappaport on for the NFL Network, he thinks it's a lower-scoring game in the 24-20 range. I think you need 30 points to win this game, Mark. I really do. Well, you're going to need, uh, obviously, you know, 28 or better points to do just that. You're not going to see a defensive slugfest with neither team ranking in the top 10 in overall total team defense here. But I'm um, a little bit more in occurrence, uh, in agreement with Rappaport in the fact that I think rushing is going to end up being the key critical factor in the game. Uh, it depends upon who's going to be effective and whatnot. The other side of the equation is when they open this total up in the Super Bowl, that was the highest total ever in Super Bowl history when they opened up at 50 57 and a half and I think what happened the Sharps came to it right away just anticipating uh, two good two teams that could possibly run the ball down each other's throat and end up making for a shorter scoreboard there or that way so I can understand the total going down off the opener well Cam in the yeah. last game you said uh, listen to this uh, Mark Cam was like Kreskin he said um, I want to find a prop that there's a, a successful fake punt um, in the in the game, and well, I think the Rams will be the ones to do it, and then it actually happened. So yeah. come on, Cam, you got to dig dig down deep, um, dig one down more deep time, in, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, into that belly of yours and pull something out. <laughs> oh, there's a well, lot in know. there, Gabe. I'll pull something out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an interesting one at Plus Money, uh, guys, that I saw was: Will Tom Brady's first pass in the game be complete or incomplete? And we talked about the slow starts that the Patriots have had. Well, it's minus 220, Cam, for com- com- complete. It's yeah, like plus 160, plus off, 170. Though. No, That's but the thing is, in the eight Super Bowls, he's four for eight only. Really? 50%. Call. Good call. Good, good research there. 50% I like only, the, and you're uh, getting take back. That's good, That's good value then. True. I like the under seven and a half punts as well. Um, I don't think there's going to be eight punts in a football game. Two, two really good field goal kickers. Like Mark's saying, even though it could be some prolonged drives, I think even if the teams run the ball, they'll still be effective and cash cash at the end of these drives, even if they go down the field. Um, so, you know, it's a tough game, though, isn't it, Mark? It's hard to – the Rams have better players, but you've got a young coach in McVay who I really didn't like him not going for it. He's lucky they won that game. Um, that so you got a young coach in McVay. And you got Tom Brady, and then, you know, Jared Goff. Is Jared Goff going to be able to get this done, Mark? To me, that's the X factor. And, you know, I think the Rams can win this game. I mean, the Patriots, Tom Brady's just 3-5 and five against the point spread in Super Bowls. 1-5 and five is a favorite, you know, laying points. Two of those covers wow. were his dogs. Yeah, getting 14 so, points that time. Good call. Yeah, so he's been a money burner uh, as a favorite in Super Bowl games. The other side of the equation here is if you like New England in the football game, two nice stats here jump out. Number one, Bill Belichick, 16-1 and straight up in the playoffs against teams he did not play during the regular season. That's a pretty strong number in his favor here. The other is that Bill Belichick is 
chewed up the NFC West in his career. He's 20-6 and six straight up into the spread. And when he hasn't been favored by three or more points in that in those games, he's 12-0 and 0 to the spread. So Belichick loves the NFC West. He loves playing teams he hasn't faced in the regular season. Two good stats for New England and Bill Belichick. Did you see, Cam, yeah. that uh, McVay said, oh, yeah, yeah, Belichick's been texting me all year. You know, yeah, he's trying to, like, yeah. play you. He's probably, like, yeah, exactly. into your phone. He's probably yeah, hacked. Exactly. Like, got your messages. <laughs> knows know. your game plan. <laughs> I know oh, your wife's there. He's got a GPS right now, yes. That's right. Yeah, he's got GPS under his car. <laughs> I wouldn't trust him as far as I could punt him. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you guys about the the long field goal game, and I'll give you credit for bringing that to the attention at the, you know, at the SBR conference and stuff. And it, I think for this game indoors, it's something we can look at, guys. At forty five and a half with two good kickers, I've already bet it. What do you think, Mark? That one seems good with those guys. Legatron's been money for the Rams. This guy's got a huge leg, and Goskowski's money. Yeah, Greg the leg and Goskowski. I mean, they're yeah. two really good field goal kickers, like you say, Cam. Games indoors. And you've also seen Bill Belichick do the uh, unimaginable, and you wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, loaded up from the 40-yard line trying a 57-yard field goal at some point in time. I agree with you. Two excellent field goal kickers indoors. I think you got to go over that total. Or yes, yeah, I like. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like the the long field goal prop uh, will definitely uh, be in play. All right. Uh, so uh, before we get you out of here, uh, Mark, what's your your final Super Bowl advice for the gambling man or women? Well, my 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 main advice is this, guys. It's only one game. It's not uh, it's not the game that you have to come out of the closet for. Change your religion. Let everybody know that you're a gambler now, and then lose the house on. So be careful when doing that. Assessing the game from a handicapping standpoint. Bottom line to me is, I look at this game. I see one team that has the better offense, the better defense, and the better record, and they're the underdog. That's an equation of mine that I've taken to the bank a long, long time, and that being the case in point here, I'll be backing the Rams in this football game yeah. here. I'll be taking the points with yeah. the Rams and hope it touches three. If it doesn't, you know, here's another great stat. Dogs of two and a half or less in Super Bowl games. And don't be afraid of taking two and a half, guys. Everybody wants to hold out for that three. But you take a look at the, the bottom line when you got a dog of two and a half or less points. In all playoff games, 36 and 15 to the spread. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Great stuff as always, Mark. Thanks for the insight. We encourage people to check out the Coffee Club, the Daily Newsletter, as well as the Playbook. He has a comprehensive Super Bowl breakdown with all kinds of trends, stats, props, uh, different angles and historical perspectives to help you make money. Super Bowl 53. That's Playbook.com. Thanks, Mark. Amen. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Right, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. We're not getting the back to live action, fellas. Yeah, Yang's busy. He's probably answering a lot of phones. 
tickling the ivories on the computers. He's like an owl, Gabe. His head's on a rotation right now. Where do I go? Where do I go? What am I doing? Who's calling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. Lawrence's cell phone's going off. My phone started going off. Yeah. Thing is, when my phone goes off, I get alarmed only because not a lot of people have my number. Right? So I'm yeah. like, hey, that's strange. Like, yeah. who, who could be calling me? And I've gotten some weird calls today so far. And that I'm kind of getting concerned. I'm like, why am I getting a call from this area code and that area code? I was just wondering about this latest number, but it turns out it's the Prez. Hey, that's Wager okay. talk. Yeah, the Prez. Um, so the Prez is uh, checked in. I got a call from Vancouver uh, this morning. And anytime I get a call like that, I just assume something bad happened. But nobody got back to me after I called. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on there. And uh, very, very strange. I got calls from Montreal today, and I was wondering. I'm like, what the hell is going on today? Like, why is Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto all calling me suddenly? Um, but I was supposed to do a radio hit in Montreal today. And evidently, I gave them the number a couple of days ago. So they were they moved the radio hit. That's the business that we're in, Cam. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, you think about it, too. You got uh, Thurman Thomas coming in there, Marshall Falk, radio hit here and there once in a while. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, Things are going to happen, too. You might forget one. I tend to text myself stuff, but sometimes you're so busy, you don't even look at the text that you send yourself, so you're not even getting your own message. Yeah, some company tried to fleece me last night in, uh, you know, one of those you-want-a-trip deals. It sounded very professional, too, from WestJet, you know, a reputable airline, but uh, they got some really good scams going. I know Joe uh, got one with the Bank of Montreal, the BMO thing they had going on where they try to get your information. These new uh, online hackers, they've really upped their game. They got, like, it sounds very professional now. It's not just, hey, you want to donate some money to, to Africa? Or, you know, come talk to a prince. Yeah, but you know what? You know, give me 5%, you know, but I never I got, fall for it. I got an email the other day, actually, and, yeah, it was better looking than most of them. Yeah, it was better looking than most. Look, I don't respond to regular emails, so I'm not going to respond to a phony one. <laughs> excellent, excellent point. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not an easy <laughs> mark. And plus, I'm like you. I really don't care if I get hacked. I've said it before. Like, I have yeah. nothing interesting in my – I'm not Roger Stone. I have no yeah. – there's no nothing about Russia. There's nothing yeah, to do with Donald accounts. Trump. Yeah, there's no there's no naked yeah, women. Even, there's nothing. It's just accounts. Like, no, that's it. I still have emails from stuff that I'm, I was on the mailing list when I was the Expos post game show host. Like I get Edmonton <laughs> Trapper updates. <laughs> yeah, go Trappers. How about those? Yeah, no, like really, like I get AAA updates from Sam. Like why the hell? I'm like, oh yeah, I was an affiliate. Vancouver Canadians like, want to come back. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like. <laughs> Like, why the hell do I have, like, the Florida Gulf Coast Baseball League sending me stuff? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to have their players on. You know, and I never, like, I, you know, Cam, I get emails every day from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. <laughs> about nothing? Just, I, uh, what, about the I never blocked or them. just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I signed up years ago for, like, Atlanta Brave coverage. You know what I mean? Like, send me my in my inbox, like, when have you got, like, Atlanta Brave stuff? <laughs> and I never, like, scrubbed it, so... Years later, I gotta give him credit, dude. Like this has been like 15 years, man. They, they still grind. They're yeah, still they, sending they me. They find you. <laughs> Loyalty. Yeah, like I've got like uh, I got like a million like in my junk box. Yeah, that's where I get the uh, some of these sports books, dude. They're relentless, eh? Like with the emails they send you. Hey, Brentsy. Right. Like it's like Vegas hotels. Like I yeah. Like I I could read. I guarantee. Like every fifth email in my inbox cam is something from MGM and Excalibur. Hey, Gabriel, we've got a great deal for you in the Excalibur. Great deal over at uh, MGM. 
Yeah, like once you're in their system, you're you're in for life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've even got more of the Golden Nuggets. Been kind of get getting on my. Uh, I don't even stay there very often. Like I play blackjack. Like when you were there for the conference and stuff. But yeah, once you give in your card and you get in their system, yeah, you're you're in there for life. El Cortez, same thing. But they can't really offer me much. Like, what are they going to do? Knock a room down from thirty six dollars to thirty one? Like, you know what I mean? It's a place is dirt cheap anyway. So their deals aren't really. Uh, very lucrative. I don't mind the Excalibur, actually. I had a good, when we were there before, you know, you remember you were saying, hey, it kind of looks weird and stuff, like Disneyland, but the tables are okay. People were friendly. I prefer that place over a lot of casinos in Vegas. Uh, no, Excalibur's, Excalibur's nice. actually cool when you're inside. It's actually, yeah. uh, it's strange because, you know, on the outside, it's all medieval. I mean, it looks like a Jim Carrey movie or something. It's like, man, really? It's like this castle, and it's kind of very cheesy on the outside. Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Yeah, but like when you get when you get inside, you're like, oh, it's just it's a regular casino. Yeah. You know, they've got there's a bar with wenches. There's one like sort of yeah, nice. Yeah, like they encourage you, hey, wench. You know what I mean? It's like uh, sort of like the medieval horse stuff. And I don't know, like it's, it's like the place in Toronto. Where like uh, oh, you know the oh place medieval the times CNC. yeah medieval times yeah I've only been yeah, I've never, been, it, there. I, I've never been there before but I heard it's... there's no cutlery they actually like no, you leave no, with your no. hands yeah it's great I I really enjoyed it from the food perspective because <laughs> the goblet the Do you really eat with wine? your hands what you just pick yes. up a piece of steak off the oh, table yeah, yeah. and they oh, give it all steak. like a wood slab or something right like yeah no no no, no friends friends there's no steak there it's uh it's like back in the day like a Cornish hen like like a piece of chicken oh really you're not you're not doing steak yeah so you just they slop it down there and you just grab it and you just go wild on it it's actually great too because your lady's probably like disgusted by the fact you don't get cutlery so there's always extra for me but uh, I got to be honest with you it's not a competition like it's like Knights versus like you're just sitting there going really like ooh I we we got the green knight and he's got the you know the red knight it's I got to be honest with you bang for your buck like the meal's good but I'm not really into it like I, I don't think it would well, be what do you want you want like kind of like golden days yeah I kind of want a little bit more contact you know what I mean like I know it's a show but. You know, you can't obviously joust for real, but I have, a feeling you'd be, I, yeah, I have a feeling you'd be looking at, uh, you know, if you had a timepiece going, can we just bet on a game and get the hell out of here? It's like, it's not really, it's for kids. Let's put it that way. As an adult, you're not really going, yay, let's go to Well, that's what Excalibur looks kids. like from the outside. Yeah. It so it looks look like, like medieval stuff, right? But when, when you're inside, yeah, you know what? The sports book's not bad, actually, the Excalibur. I, I approve Excalibur. I really do. For the price, it's a very clean, nice hotel. Like, if anyone's going to Vegas and, you know, it's not the first place you'd think of staying, but it's affordable. It's clean. It's nice. There's good food there. Like, there's, like, restaurants that are open all the time in there. And and another thing is good location. Like, you know, you've got, you know, MGM's across the street. Mandalay Bay's right down the road, right down Las Vegas Boulevard. New York, New York. You know, if you want to party on that end of the strip, it's a little touristy, that corner, though, right? That's the touristy corner. Yeah, it is. It is, uh, it, it is very That's the touristy, opposite of what right. you do. You do yeah, El Cortez. Is, I do do El Cortez. But the thing is, though, that area now is full of hip, hipster douchebags. It used to be dirt cheap. See, like, that's the thing. Once something goes really, really well, it never lasts that way. People get involved, and now we were there the last time going, we might as well go to a, it's actually a new can. spot. You, you know, know what's crazy? Ridiculous. It's actually swung back now to where this strip is cheap again. That's what I'm like, talking about. I, I, it's yeah, crazy. Fremont got greedy because everyone yes, like realized, oh, Fremont's great. Like you said, dude, we were there. Remember, we were there for the conference. It was like ten bucks a drink, man, on Fremont Street. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, come on, man. Like it was, 
it was like strip prices. And even, like I said, like SLS is cheaper than Fremont is now. And SLS is really nice, but they're hurting for business. So they've got deals and, hey, come in and drink specials. Um, like Fremont, I'm telling you, yeah, Fremont got greedy, bro, with all the hotels and their rates and the booze and stuff. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, they opened up all these new little places like lobster rolls, 15 bucks, trendy burgers for whatever. And you know what it used to be, Gabe? A box of wings for like nothing, uh, pizza slices for cheap. We'd walk around and like me and Lisa yeah, have like a room party. In. Yeah, yeah. The and all these yeah, moved in the north. Yeah, yeah all that, these. That, that, yeah. yeah, they're all there. Shoe the tattoo parlors. Yeah, Zappos. Yeah, yeah, Zappos yeah, is Zappos there. All, all these like idiots, it's... all these idiots with the rolly finger mustaches are in there. You know, oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's just it's it's changed so much. We even noticed at the El Cortez, it's like all the old crew and all the dirtbags we used to hang out with, they're gone too. They go to like local bars at Blessing goes to like putters and stuff. Like it's just not fun. It's not as fun as it used to be. I will say this though, the video poker and stuff at those old establishments, they're looser than uh, on the strip. There's more winners. Like, you see more people getting checks from, like, playing Keno and stuff true. like that. They got to keep those Looser slots. Looser slots. Looser yeah. slots. Uh, looser women. Just looser slots. Yeah. Uh, might be a little looser women, too. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust women yeah. in Las Vegas. No, I don't trust. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're meeting somebody. They're going to get robbed. So, better watch Yeah, yeah, no, like, it's, it's yeah. true. Like, it's weird. I've lived yeah. there. People are like, what about the chicks there? I'm like, wow. I'm like, I don't, I don't trust the chicks in Vegas. Like, you, you really can't. There's just too many horror stories. And yeah. Yeah. they're either they're like they're hookers or even if they're hookers, they're not nice hookers. You know what I mean? Like, very vindictive. They're mean. They're, they're to there steal. to rob you. Yeah. Like, no, they'll basically like drug nice you in your room. <laughs> yeah. They'll drug you in your room. You're going to wake up in the morning. You got roofied. All your money's gone. Your computer's yeah. gone. Your ID's gone. Yeah, where's my $500 chip? Where's my passport? You don't need that. I was thinking about that. Like, if you go to Vegas, you've got to put everything in the safe first. Oh, no, but I, I got to tell you, it's a horror story. A guy I played cards with, he was from Houston. He was actually at the El Cortez because he said he liked the, the cards there. He was staying at, I think, Gabe, it was Mandalay Bay, and uh, he, he, got, uh, he had a Rolex inside job. They got into his safe. Like, the funny thing is, like, it bar- this is a very rare story, but... Somebody broke into his, like his room with safe. I don't know how it happened or whatever, but he told me he was like currently in a, like a lawsuit to, you know, get his stuff back because he said it was going to be safe. So I have no idea like how a, like a room staffer or somebody was cleaning people out. Like, but that's even happened before. You know what I mean? Like, it nothing's guaranteed. It's never happened to me and you. They probably go after like bigger marks, but the guy told me like he lost a like. I don't trust like, those safes. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what he was telling me. He goes, I got yeah, robbed. I don't trust him. He, had, he had a mitt full of money, thousands of dollars in a money clip, a Rolex watch. He kept it all in the safe, all gone, he told me. I've all only used the safes a few times, and you see it's the sticker. It's not a lot of confidence. It's like, we're not responsible. It's like, well, what am I using this stupid safe for? Well, look, you didn't trust the safe. What you do? That's amazing, but you forgot the what, 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 like what, you know, got it Yeah. Well, we were too good. We were, the problem was we, we were partying all weekend. If I was just, if with that would happen now, I wouldn't have forgot it. We were just, we were in orbit. Like me, you, and Juke. So Cam, and you know, like, like the we ironing there. boards in hotel rooms. So Cam put money in like the tube of the iron. Yeah, the tube. The, 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 yeah, the thing comes off. Like the knob comes off. I stuff money in what there. What did you and put think, guys? Because there was a lot of people it. in the room and stuff, right? That's You're like, the oh, thing. This is, this That's is the good. thing. I'll put it right here. 
Yeah, I, I was, you were the only guy I told. I go, listen, there's like grifters and like there's a bunch of people in our room here. Like no one's going to look in the in the laundry machine, in the laundry ironing board. But they did. I think <laughs> what I happened? My, you I'm forgot. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You I'm forgot. on a plane going. I, th- I go, where'd that money go? Oh, oh God. Whoever opens You're up that cash, back. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. You're like the F-pop. You tell me. I think I left I 400 bucks in, and I left yeah. 400 bucks in the ironing board. Yeah. I think it was four or 500 <laughs> bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's all rolled up in the side of the ironing board. Imagine the guy like takes off the tube. Holy honey, look at this. Like, I remember we were in Niagara Falls <laughs> with my buddy Danny, and we opened up a Bible at uh, no, one of those rundown. Uh, yeah, what was in a the Bible? Bucks, a couple hundred bucks. It was probably a drug deal you, that people, your like, money, people leave money all the time. People leave money Your all money the time is probably still in that. Like, it's there. Like, I, I you know, I think it was MGM, wasn't it? Yeah, it was MGM Suite. That was how many years ago was that though? Ten, twelve? Like that was a lot. I don't yeah, remember. Money's, it I was the remember ground floor sort of <coughs> ground floor suites, Sweet? like the yeah, <laughs> yeah, like sort of like the house type <laughs> part of the division. I remember there it was yeah. a pain in the ass getting in and out like all the time. It like, sure was. Never worked, and it was a big bitch. But yeah, it'd be amazing if you could find out the room <laughs> and and actually check <laughs> either that or. At some point in time, somebody dropped it, knocked it over, threw it in anger, and the money came out. They were like, oh, look at this. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> it was a great hiding spot, though, Gabe. Amazing. Uh, game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Everyday adventure. We can hear Yang kicking it. Studio 34 in the pit. We'll be live, Studio 34, on Friday. Uh, countdown to Super Bowl 53. And then, of course, uh, we'll be uh, kicking it uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Super Bowl 53. And uh, we've got our own party going on. And uh, Versa is having a party as well, actually, guys, on the, uh, in, on the fifth floor in the bar. And uh, surprisingly enough, Cam, um, this is what was surprising. I was actually talking to the manager today about it. I said, oh, you got a Super Bowl party. $5 drinks and $1 chicken wings. Now, that's what we're talking about. Now, normally this place would be $50 drinks and $10 chicken wings. Like, like I, I wouldn't be like, if you told me I had $10 a chicken wing, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, the place is kind of expensive. But, yeah, yeah $1 wings and $5 drinks. 
Sold. She said, yeah, we've got a Super Bowl menu and drink specials. And so, yeah, yeah, very, very, very impressed. Uh, very, very impressed. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be loading up on those dollar wings on, on Super Bowl Sunday. Damn right we will, Marenzi. Yeah, I, th- I thought we they're were good go wings, make- too, Cap. Oh, I bet they're, they're not like. I, I, yeah, I no, no, they're, they're bar wings. They're good. Well, no, I'll tell you, yeah, but I don't know. Like, are you into? Normally, I'm not into this new school stuff, but I've had the wings there before, and I don't normally get them because, like, a plate of wings is normally like twenty two bucks or something. So I usually don't do it, but like they have like um, like teriyaki chicken wings. You know what I mean? Eh, I'm more of a hot guy, but I'll do like a. Like a hot and honey, or no, like, hey, they don't even I mean, have like up. they don't have they don't have that they don't have like standard. They have fancy wings, like they come on like you know like the fancy looking plate and stuff. And oh, okay, teriyaki. What else they got? Is uh, another flavor you know, or uh, like a curry, red hot curry or something I could do? Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Probably they probably have yeah. that. Let's all right. Yeah, uh, I don't discriminate. I'll eat anything. I was hoping we can get some cheap drinks before we get into their five dollar drinks. Like we'll go, me you and Corey will hit a convenience store and load up, and then yeah, uh, yeah, we'll yeah, hit their yeah. five dollar drinks too. We got a plan. Always have a plan. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the convenience stores on the Jersey side of things, Cam. I'll hook you up. Yeah. I bought a bottle of Smirnoff the other day for four bucks. Ooh, now that's amazing. That should be the lead story in the update. Cam, Smirnoff, four dollars. I was gonna buy. I was gonna buy one of the little like uh, airplane shooters of vodka. It was 99 cents, but I saw them. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. News, 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 news. We got your news. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around. More Red Heat and Rage radio coming up. Uh, hey, Gabe, you can call the Pelicans. Are they going to answer? That's the question. Just because Anthony Davis and his agent, Rich Paul, wish to force New Orleans' exactly. hands by requesting a trade, it doesn't mean the front office has to play ball. Longtime Pelicans GM Del Demps, he's not a happy guy. He's not going to pick up the phone, according to an ESPN report. You're going to have to knock his socks off. The L.A. Lakers, Boston Celtics, and New York Knicks, all among the teams that are linked to Davis. The five-time All-Star has a sight set on joining the Lake Show, and his camp reportedly made it known that he won't sign an extension if acquired by any other team. Ridiculous. Davis was fined 50K for publicly demanding a trade. Tough times, Gabe, in the NBA for these small market teams if they can't keep their stars. I don't like it one bit. Eight games in the NBA hardwood tonight. A trio of action at 7.30. Boston and Charlotte Celtics 7.5, 216-and-a-half total. Miami and Chicago Heat now up to 10-and-a-half, over under 207-and-a-half. That's low. The New York Knicks hosting Dallas. Maverick six-point road fave, 215. Three more games at 8 o'clock. New Orleans hosting Denver. The Nougats, eight-and-a-half point favorites on the road, over under 227. Minnesota and Memphis. T-Wolves minus four, 208-and-a-half. And Washington, they entertain Indiana. This one switched. Was a pick-em and now Indiana favored by one total 218 and a half Sacramento and Atlanta Kings minus five and a half big total 236 and a half here and Portland and Utah in the late affair at 1030 Blazers minus one and a half total 218 really busy night in college hoops from Renzi we're going to be kicking off in about an hour and a half at 630 
Butler hosting 10th ranked Marquette. Butler is minus two and a half, total 148. Also at 630, SEC action, Florida taking on Ole Miss. Ole Miss really shitting the bed after a great start, total 133. Other top 25 teams in action tonight, Iowa State taking on West Virginia. Those Cyclones, they've been good to me this year, minus 12 and a half, over under 148 and a half. That's a big number, though. Well, Iowa State, you don't often hear. I like that you don't often hear in, a, in an update uh, shitting the bed. I like well, it. Well, ever since ever since we did the market watch game, I don't think Old Miss has like uh, won a game or got yeah, in the coverage after so being the hottest one, team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they've really uh, they were on fire, but now they're coming back down to earth. Virginia so should Tech, we do a market watch later and then fade everybody sure. that we talk about? Yeah, every team that is like on a wicked run right now, we're going to fade them. That's going to be our new experiment and see how we do. I like I like that. Uh, I like another that. update too. The polar vortex that's crushing everybody. There was like a mini blizzard in New York like an hour uh-huh. ago. It's right now here. it's like sunny and stuff. Like I'm looking outside, like a sunny, clear day. Like I swear to God, the visibility, bro, was like five feet. Like I, I looked out my window. I was like, holy crap. You can't see. Like I was like, man, that's dangerous. It's going to be accidents. People can't see. It's clear, clear. It's like, it's like a beautiful day suddenly again. Crazy yeah, how the nice. change in 10 minutes. Nice here, but I'm seeing a lot of blowing snow. Actually, in, in uh, our temperature right now, I think it was minus 22 uh, Celsius. What's that in Fahrenheit, Gabe? You can get that for me, but it's uh, really cold out there. Virginia Tech, nine-point road favorite against Miami. Total 140 to Paul and Villanova. Number 14, Villanova laying seven on the road. Total 147. Louisville, their 15th rank at Wake Forest. Cards uh, in this one, minus 10 on the road. Total 144.5. And LSU takes on Texas A&M. The LSU Tigers minus five and a half over under in that game, 152 and a half. I don't know what the hell's going on with the NHL. They have the all-star break. You might as well extend it to like two weeks. Two games on the ice tonight after the break. A battle of Eastern Conference heavyweights. Pittsburgh uh, taking on Tampa Bay. The Penguins host the Lightning. Lightning laying 15 cents on the road over under in this game, six and a half. I might have to take the over. Murray's been really struggling for the Pens. And Dallas entertains Buffalo. Buffalo was a big winner last night as a big pooch in Columbus. Dallas minus 170. That's a recipe for disaster most of the time. Total in that game, five and a half. And 10 games after the NFC Championship, no pass interference debacle. The commish, he addressed the media today. Roger Goodall stating he feels bad for the Saints and their fans, but the bottom line was his quote. We talked to Ian Rappaport on the show. He said it, quote, unquote, refs are human beings, people. He did admit there should have been a pass interference call in the late fourth quarter of that title game, but stressed, no way in hell we're going to replay that game. So guys, you and your lawsuits, you can flush them down the toilet. He also said replay changes are being discussed nothing concrete right now but Sean Payton Gabe he doesn't seem to care he had a media conference today and under his jacket he was wearing that infamous Roger Goodell clown t-shirt made famous by uh, now Detroit coach there Matt Patricia so more to come there and a Pittsburgh TV station really interesting stuff they had a report on the Patriots uh, Rams Super Bowl and an employee in the font department yeah. basically you think put the kid on, should be fired for this no, I don't. I don't. I thought it was a joke. He should be reprimanded a bit, but apparently they're the they're the affiliate carrying the game. So instead of putting Tom Brady quarterback, he put known cheater in the graphic report on Brady. And uh, the boss said, "Hey, font guy, he gone. You're fired." So that's a pretty that's a pretty big. Like I know it's a joke and all. Like he should have got reprimanded. I think total terminations a little. You know bit what's crazy? What do you, what do you think? Last week, yeah, I think I think the kid will get a job in Pittsburgh. Yeah, because for sure. there's got to be someone out there that's going to say, he is a cheater. I hate the Patriots. This guy did the right thing. <laughs> exactly. Super Bowl this Sunday, February the 3rd, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta. Line stable, but that over under 56 and a half, that's been the most movement there, Gabe. And we'll go over the golf and everything else in the DFS hour at 6 o'clock. But stay tuned, everybody. More Red Heat and Rage with our buddy, Cam Blue, coming up.
You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Eat Rage Radio. Yeah, we'll get Lou on uh, after this little bridge. I'm still, I'm still getting used to this too, Cam. I think we're on for like the next three minutes. So, yeah, wait, gang. Call Lou after. <laughs> we'll call Lou after. Uh, yeah, the next uh, the next little break. All right, very active uh, hour one on this program. Ian Rappaport from uh, Atlanta uh, joined us. Mark Lawrence from Florida. We're going to have Lou uh, Gamblu. We'll see what yeah. Lou has to say about the parlay playing uh, pukes. And pukes? You know, there's actually there's actually UFC this week, too. So we'll throw this at Lou as well. There's actually UFC, and I got to—I got to be honest. I'm coming in as cold as you are on this, Cam. Unless you're going to surprise me, and you've researched the UFC. They're fighting in Brazil. I think I know that. It's one of those Brazilian type. Like I'm no, all football, I, I, bro. Yo, I can't—I can't lie to you, buddy. No, I haven't looked at the board. I just saw a story though that I was going to put in the next update about uh, Khabib saying, "Screw you, Nevada." He's pissed off that he got uh, that banned. Yeah, so his next fight's going to be much. yeah, his yeah, his next fight's going to be at uh, in your backyard at Madison Square Garden. He likes the New York uh, cards. He's basically telling the Nevada Athletic Commission to suck it. So uh, I, I like the fact that uh, you know he's had enough. So it was a little steep, in my opinion. It is steep, but you know you can't really. It's hard for him to defend himself. Like, he jumped out of a cage and, like, attacked he did. people, right? So he, he did. But look at all the stuff Connor did, too. With you the know bus situation funny, and whatever. Like, you know uh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know, exactly. And Connor only got 50K, and he was pretty insulting. All right? He so was. he should have got more than 50K. Khabib got 500K. But what I find funny, actually, and no one's going to defend a guy, but there's this guy, Dylan Dennis. If you look him up, Cam, you won't like the guy, like, the way he looks. So... This guy, Dylan Dennis, he's the guy that Khabib actually attacked, all right? He's one of Conor McGregor's buddies and stuff. And, you know, he was running his mouth before the fight, you know, about Khabib. But the thing is, he really didn't do anything. Like, I don't, I hate to defend the guy, but. Yeah, if he didn't do nothing, I don't he see do anything. Yeah, I don't see how he's under investment. They're like, oh, yeah, he has a hearing coming up. Dude. The guy's sitting cage side. Khabib jumps out of the cage and tries to kick him in the head. <laughs> like, I, to, yeah. I really don't see how. Yeah, like even me. I don't even like the guy. But if I'm Dylan Dennis' attorney, I'm like, listen. The guy's sitting there minding his own business. This crazy Russian guy comes launching out of the cage. I don't really see what he did. But, you know, like Connor actually instigated it with his actions, uh, essentially. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing's a circus. <laughs> Sure is. You know, WrestleMania is here in New York, Cam, at MetLife Stadium. I'm going to go. Nice. Game time decisions. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Oh, great, man. Right now we got Valentine's Day promos that we got to listen to for the next couple of weeks. Great job, though. Great promo. Yes, it's yes. solid tunes, Yang. You're kicking it, but yeah. do we have Lou? Are we I'm Lou? here. Oh, Lou. Lou. 
is already here. Lou's on the line. Lou is here. Gamblue.com. How you doing, Lou? Hey, I got I'm doing great. I got to tell you guys, what a stacked show you guys are putting on today. I mean, you get Ian Rappaport, you get the great Mark Lawrence, and then, gosh, I got to tell you, I'm flattered to follow those two guys. Yeah, yeah, you're the main event. You're a Hall of Famer, buddy. You're a Hall of Famer. You're, you relax. Yeah, you're, you're the main you're event. There's no more guests after you. So, you, yeah, yeah, you you're better. The, you're, you the gotta, you're, you're the headliner. You better bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy you see smoke. how me and Cam are different, Lou? You see how me and Cam are different? Like, Cam's like, ah, oh, you're the best. It's all great. And me, I'm like, yeah, you better bring it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's the, it's the, it and the ego. And I love, I love, uh, balancing between you two. Um, you know what? Actually, tomorrow, Lou, we're real stocked in the morning. And you can't top this. Uh, we got two Hall of Fame running, but we got Thurman Thomas. Not 100% confirmed, but, you know, it's, it's looking good. Thurman Thomas. Uh, Marshall Falk is going to be in studio with us for the entire program. And uh, we've got DeMarcus Ware calling in as well. So, wow, and not back. That's an two, outstanding lineup. Yeah, two NFL Hall of Fame running backs and two outspoken guys. Because you're going to have a – look, I had a guy on today. Uh, we had the guy on, uh, Ben Garland from uh, from the Atlanta Falcons, guys. And, you know, nice guy, great guy. But he won the, the military man of the year for the NFL. Like, he played at Air Force and – so he won the USAA, like, um, you know, dedicated to the troops award. Yeah, the guy's not going to crack too many jokes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's all business. Hey, I, yeah, got a, so. I got a request. I got a request. Yeah. When you're done there, Gabriel, I got a request. What's your request? Well, when you got Marshall Falk in the studio tomorrow, now, you know, he, he was the on the team that lost to the Patriots to start the dynasty. It's, I've, I've heard from players on that team, and I'm not going to name them, that they were practicing stuff like the week, you know, the, the Thursday, Friday before the Super Bowl, that when they, and they added a couple of wrinkles, when they added those wrinkles and showed them in the game, the Patriots seemingly were prepared and knew exactly what to do. I would, and you may not want to do it on the air, but I'd love to get Marshall's uh, no, no, we'll do it on here. <laughs> I'd love to get his feel. I'd love to get his feelings on whether to. he thought that was the case or not. We have. Oh, to. I bet he does, Gabe. Yeah, we'll do and, it. No, we'll and do I'll it. be yeah. honest. Listen, we, you know, Marshall joined us. Like Lou, Marshall was on with us for about like you know probably. I'm not going to say half the season, but about midway, a little past the midway through Mark. You know, let's say about six weeks or whatever. Um, he's a busy guy, but for the most part, so I had the pleasure, the honor, and he actually made me smarter. Like a lot of people, you know, whatever, you do the show. But Marshall Falk, I was like, wow, man, this guy really is just smart, man. Like he should be a coach in the NFL type thing. And so I had to, you know, I hang with Marshall Falk on and off the air, and I get along pretty well with him, like as far as from, you know, just football talk. So I point blank asked him about that before. It came up, and I asked him about it. And he got into it, and he basically stated that, yeah, they were on the field. And the Patriots, there were a couple of times that they went, because it was indoors, the game, so they could hear each other talking very clearly, right? The players can hear each other. I mean, they're right beside each other. So he, he said there were times that before they even lined up, the Patriots were calling it out. And 
And also, like you said, it wasn't just like routine stuff at all. They were so obvious. The Rams had a pretty complicated offense, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very complicated. Greatest yeah, show on turf? Damn right. Isaac Bruce, <laughs> Isaac Bruce caught on early. Isaac Bruce said, he goes, guys, they know what we're doing. And he goes, I'm telling you, they know. And he goes, I can hear them. I can hear them talking. And uh, one guy on the Patriots didn't deny it. I asked him point blank. He didn't deny it. He said, oh, well, you know, said it's all about being prepared, right? He didn't deny it. Marshall Falk said, you know, I don't want to come across like sour grapes. But he said, yeah, something happened. And mm-hmm. Kurt Warner's on the record. So, you know, and it, it, it's interesting that Eric Dickerson, I, I thought it was you and I that got into this, Lou, but I guess it wasn't because what's your take on this, guys? Because, you know, as Scott Angle was telling me, because I said Eric Dickerson, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, said, I want to see the Patriots and the Rams in a Super Bowl because we want revenge. And, and people are like, it's not even the same city. It's St. Louis. And you weren't even on the team, Dickerson. Yet, I don't think they look at it like that. I think the Rams, like Dick Vermeil and Mike Martz, they're not pulling for the Patriots in this game. The Rams, it's weird. They might have moved cities, but it's almost like a college alumni, Lou. Like, like Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, they're Ram players. Like, people think, oh, no, it's St. Louis. And no, no, it's not the same. No, no. They do want revenge this week, guys, for that. I, I, I have absolutely uh, no problem believing that. I'm handicapping the game with that as a contributing factor. There's surely organizational uh, co- co- competition here. And if you look, uh, 18 years ago, it was Brady, the 25-, 26-year-old snot-nosed kid, uh, coming in with a team that nobody really gave a shot to, 14 It's amazing, Lou. They, yeah, and they were likable then, a, before everyone hated a, them. <laughs> there's, exactly. a ton of, there's a ton of parallels in this game. Now you got Goff, the young quarterback. Brady's the old horse. And uh, I, I just think uh, I, 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 this is, I'm going to call this the year of the perfect storm because when Vegas Golden Knights went to the Stanley Cup final, the sweep and the hysteria that they already won the Cup without playing the games against the Capitals made for a great opportunity for the Capitals. And I believe that the Rams are getting no run. It's all Patriots. And, and God bless Tom Brady because he deserves everything he gets. But all I'm seeing is Grant cutting the carpet and having a great time. And I love the kid. But I also think uh, that, th- that, th- that there's, there's really a time in the Super Bowl, maybe one every 20 years when you get an opportunity. And this Super Bowl is an opportunity. It's a good Excellent point that he points. raises, Cat. Excellent point. You know, Lou. the Patriots, I don't know if it's a relaxation, but, yeah, it's almost like there's an assumption amongst the public and – and everyone that, oh, yeah, the Patriots going to win. Look, 82% of the action is on, on the Patriots. Gabe, 82%. Gabe, the computer made the line earlier. When that line first came out, it was Rams minus one. When everything was said and done after the championships games, it was Rams minus one, and it got knocked to Patriots two and a half. So when we talk about optimizers and everything, when he threw the numbers in, the Rams. I know it's close, but the Rams were still a favorite in that game. That's not even considering 
Uh, and Dominican Sue, who was basically did nothing, like, peaking at the right level. Donald, all these other things that, that are happening. Todd Gurley, not even up, up to his potential, playing hurt. There's so many factors, and I'm with you, Lou. I think it's a perfect storm with the Rams' front four. I think they get to Brady. I, Gabe, I'm telling you, man, like we're, we're usually on dogs and Super Bowls and good things happen. I believe the Rams can actually like not just win this game. I think they could like slap around the Patriots really early in this game and really rattle their cage. And I think the Patriots are going to struggle big time until like to the third quarter. Like then they'll wake up and maybe do a couple things. But I think the Rams defensive line kills Brady. Like really, really hurt, hits him all day, all night. That's my take. Well, he's only been sacked once in, in two games. The prop, guys, for the sacks is three and a half. Over. I got a couple interesting props that I'll share, but I, I will piggyback on Cam and and just say that, uh, and we've discussed this a little bit, Gabe, because I know now that you are a hockey player, but I played in a football huddle from 1967 to 1993, and that doesn't give, make me special or anything, but I, I feel like I got an idea of how the huddle and how the locker room works, and I can tell you, for sure that Sean McVay has the way easier coaching job here because he's going in there, he's telling his people we don't belong, people think we don't belong, this is the big bad giant, blah, blah, blah. I love the position psychologically for the Rams. Lou! GameLou.com with us. We'll take a quick break. We'll continue this uh, conversation. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting angles being discussed right here on a Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Uh, temperatures are dropping in New York right now. It's getting cold. It's getting cold, but weather will not be a factor at the Super Bowl. And I'm um, assuming weather won't be a factor at the waste management. I guess it's fitting, isn't no. it, that the waste management? Because like you said, Cam, it's the tournament that people get the most wasted uh, at That's on right. the PGA Tour. I know they get pretty lit up at the Ryder Cup in Europe and stuff, but um, it's the big, big party event, and it's in your backyard, Lou. Uh, I think you've told us you've gone out to this before. You going this weekend? Absolutely no way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here is. Have you been before? Have you ever gone? Oh no! I actually, guys, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. I normally go, but I normally go Sunday morning, and I'll tell you why. Because starting last night with my 22 year old son, what happens is they got two pro ams Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, then the. Thursday the tournament starts 
And here's the stat that the PGA releases, that the largest golf tournament in the PGA each year is uh, Jack Nicklaus's tournament in Ohio, and it, it gets about eighty to 85,000 people for the weekend. The waste management averages over 100,000 a day. That's unbelievable. And it's wow. just, just around 16, the stands around 16, there are 16,000 people just in the stands in the stadium that they build around 16, and it's a total nightmare. But Sunday morning, all the college kids, all the rookies, all the women in stilettos, they've had four or five nights of partying. They're, they're all hung out. over. They're beaten down. That's they're right. done. And the, <laughs> they're and the only ones there Sunday are guys watching golf. You know, I go there Sunday morning with my buddy. We get a valet parking pass. We have a couple of screwdrivers watch a little golf. They go home for the Super Bowl. It's a great day. That sounds all right. So we'll we'll get to, you. You got to get out to that. You've been to the Masters camp, yeah. but you got to yeah, get it's to bucket list stuff. Yeah, it's funny actually. My buddy Vince, who who you met, Gabe, uh, it's on his bucket list, and he just went to it last year and said it was the time of his life. Like he was just partying with people, meeting them everywhere, different colleges. Yeah, the 16th hole, it's it's a gong show, but uh, it's yeah. I'm going to be going definitely, Gabe. It's bucket list stuff. Been to Augusta. Got to go to waste management. Yeah, you know, I don't really have any golf tournaments on my bucket list, but uh, yeah. if That'd I did, uh, you know, yeah, you know, it's not not a bad time, um, not a bad time in Arizona. Nice weather. Chris Meany's actually there. He's going there this oh, week. Oh, nice, good for him. Uh, yeah, for that. So I think it was on his bucket list. Yeah, golf fans. I guess that's you know that that's the thing to do. All right, Lou. So you were talking about what you said with the Rams. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the Saints play and all oh, they shouldn't be there and. I don't think that really bothers them. And I, I like the Rams to beat the Saints last week. And one of the reasons I did, and I brought it up, and everyone's going to talk about Jared Goff, and he old versus new. So, you know, McVeigh is half the age of Belichick, 33-66. And you brought it up. Jared Goff's the young guy. And, the, you know, can he, can he get it done? He hasn't played great and all that stuff. But people don't talk about the defensive side of the football on the Rams. And if you look at their offense – their offense is a little young. Gurley's been in the league a few years now. Goff's kind of young still as a starter. Woods is a veteran. Um, you know, Cooks has been around. They're not, you know, this young team that people make them out to be. And on the defensive side of the football, they've got guys with swagger and confidence. You know, like I saw that Aqib Tlaib was asked. He said, oh, you know, you're the underdog. It was funny. They said, you know, they said Tom Brady and the Patriots are playing the underdog role. And Aqib Tlaib said, what's the point spread? And they said, oh, they're Patriots minus two and a half. He goes, so who's the, who's the underdog here, <laughs> right? He goes, we're the underdog. And Akeem, they said, well, does it motivate you? And Akeem Tlaib goes, I don't care about the point spread. He goes, it's a football game. And, like, Aaron Donald, I don't think, is thinking, ooh, Tom Brady's been in eight Super Bowls. You know, Akeem Tlaib's been in Super Bowls, one of the best players in the league. He's, he's going to handle himself. Marcus Peters is so cocky, and, like, he's going to be Marcus Peters, right, <laughs> for better or worse. You know, like... The Rams have, and Donovan Sue's been in the league forever. Like, I don't see the Rams wilting as this youthful team, Lou, to be honest with you. Uh, nor do I. I, I think They're like that, a bunch of mercenaries, actually, to be honest. That's what I, they are. I, They're a bunch of dudes from I, all over the league that have been brought together to win. Yeah, I, I think that, quite honestly, uh, the Patriots, deservedly so, get credit for peaking every year at the right time. And while the Rams hit a little bit of a lull, I think defensively, 
as evidenced by the fact that in the playoffs they've only allowed 49 yards rushing against them during these playoffs, that they're starting to earn the big kind of the big time money uh, that they paid Sue last offseason to bring him in and uh, Peters, et cetera. And I think these these guys have a chip. And the way I look at this game is that I break it down in this fashion: the Rams. And I, when I say depth, I'm talking starters, 1 to 22. The Rams' superior talent and team speed, I think, is enough to outweigh the advantage that the Patriots bring to the game, which is Bill Belichick scheming and Brady savvy. And I agree, I agree, with, I agree with Cam. I think that the, the Rams, from inside the locker room, they can't wait to get out there and play. Uh, they can't wait to get out after this team. Uh, if the Rams score first, the Pats are in huge trouble. I also totally agree with Rappaport. This game is going to be two teams trying to run down each other's throat. I don't believe Belichick has any ambition to try and score with the Rams, and I think the Rams are going to take Gurley, and they're going to shove him right down the middle of that Patriot defense. Uh my prediction for the game before you ask for it is 30 to 17 Rams, and I feel pretty good about it. Wow. I'm with Lou. I think they beat them by like double digits easy. Guys, like, I, uh, it's going to be crazy, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, alternate line, please. Some, some <laughs> yes, and, stuff. and those are two of my props, guys. The alternate lines. Everybody's chalking up and taking the Patriots. I think that's the wrong angle. How about the Rams minus three and a half plus one eighty, and that's up from plus one seventy a week ago, guys. And then the Rams minus seven and a half plus two seventy five. Those are two of my props. Now, I'm as Lawrence said in your show earlier. This isn't the game to try and make your mortgage. I'm going to have some fun. I bet the tails. I bet that the game ends on odd. But they're little nickel and dime lunch money bets. Uh, but I can tell you, I can tell you these Rams uh, alternate lines will probably be half unit plays, and I'll have a full unit uh, on the Rams plus the three when I can get it. And if it isn't three and it's two, two and a half, I don't care because in these Super Bowls you just pick the winner. Don't worry about the point spread. Yeah, forty-four six and two. Uh, after 52 Super Bowls, 44-6-2, and two, the, the outright winner has won. So, in other words, only six times has a team lost the Super Bowl and covered the point spread, guys. Yeah, point spread crazy, doesn't yeah. come into it. Pick the winner. Yeah. 44-6-2. and two. So, alternative spread, I'm only seeing up to minus eight, plus 275. Yeah, Rams, uh, minus eight, plus 275. I got a lot of player props, but, you know, we're not going to – I don't want to bore you guys with, you know, Jared got passing yards and stuff. But one that um, one that catches my eye at some plus money, and, Lou, you're always looking for the, the score, being the underdog better that you are, is – and, Cam, you'll probably like this one – is will there be a successful two-point conversion made in the football game? Plus 275, plus 280 in that range. I, you know? Yes. I, I don't yes. see I, – I think it's worth the risk. I think it's worth the roll of the dice at that price. 
Yeah, I, I don't know that I have a strong opinion on that. Um, mostly when I look at these. Says the guy that props. just told us he's betting on odd number that the game's going to yeah. end. Point flip. <laughs> well, no, listen, listen oh, seriously. Uh, I, but I've been doing that for like 35 years. I've, I've been betting yeah, tails yeah. and odds for 35 years just to have my fun and, and prove what a point. What do you do? You bet, you're, betting, you're betting tails or heads? Tails oh, never I, fails, I Lou. Tails, tails every year. Tails every yeah. year. I, I'll tails. never go. I'll never be a heads guy. Never ever. Yeah, tails never it's fails. Tw- Got to ride it. It's, it's like blackjack, buddy. Say do it. I do the same as Lou. I do the same thing. I'll never switch every year if I'm going to. do It's tails. I'm with him. Just Stick for the, the record, it's, tw- it's twenty-seven and twenty-five tails after fifty-two. Yeah. <laughs> so we're a little we're up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it seems to go in runs. I mean, I, I can tell you, there, if you looked at the record in the early 80s, it was all heads. I believe you. I got, I got bloodied up in the 80s. And the last few years, I've, I've done pretty good with it. Um, here's a couple other ones I'll offer. And these are funny because we can, we can kind of tie them into the other sports that we like to have fun with. So here's one that brings in the UFC. Number of completed rounds in Asuncio and Morris fight, minus one and a half, against Jared Goff rushing attempts. Well, Goff ain't going to rush, okay? And if he does, it's one time. And quite honestly, that Morris-Asuncio fight, I think, could get finished. I think Morris could take him in four, let's say five, in those championship rounds. So four minus two and a half is one and a half. Goff's not going to be running the ball. He's going to be handing it off. So that's see, there's a there's a little bit of fun that we could have tying UFC into the Super Bowl. Well, we're really we're really digging into the weeds. Just top content here because I don't think there's any other show out there. And if there is, let me know because I don't think so. We're probably the only show in America, Canada, and in the world that's going to tell you right now. Great call, Lou. So the coin toss results last year it came up heads, but before that it Kill was. It was tails four years in a row. Correct. Yeah, before that, it was heads five years in a row. And, you know, Lou's right. There's been runs where tails five years in a row and then heads and then tails four years in a row and then heads and then tails and then heads five years in a row and then tails four years in a row and last year heads. Yeah, I would bet tails too. So and they're betting heads like they've already seen it. At the, and at the end of the day, make sure if you're going to do something like this, you only pay 102. Uh, if it's 110, walk away from it because it's a 50-50 drop, and I don't mind giving them two dollars if that's what we're going to do. All right, we'll take a quick break. Take a quick break here on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk some MMA, a little bit more Super Bowl talk with Lou from Gamblu.com. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Be honest with you. Game time decisions. Ready, great radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you like to wager on sports or never have, 
We're late to try to head on over to BetDSI. They got wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, player props. And of course, so you want to lay it down uh, this weekend as we can talk about these Super Bowl props uh, for days. There's just so many of them. Utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can wager on esports, politics, reality television. Um, you can bet live uh, in-game, of course, where you can bet uh, virtually at any time uh, during any sport, capitalizing on the in-game circumstances. Many ways uh, to make money over at BetDSI. Use promo code FNTSY100. That's promo code FNTSY100 when signing up and get a 100% uh, deposit uh, bonus. Head on over and open up your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY100. Get a 100% uh, bonus when you uh, sign up. So you drop 200 bucks. Boom, you got 400 bucks to play with uh, going into Super Bowl 53. All right, uh, Lou, so before we wrap up uh, Super Bowl 53 and move on uh, to to uh, to the UFC, this UFC card's kind of flown under the radar for me because of this Super Bowl, and there are just so many props. I, You know, I've got about 20 props, actually, that I like, but I don't really, you know... I'm not one of these guys. I'm not going to bet like 10 bucks on a prop. You know, I'm not going to waste my time. It's going to cost me, you know, 22 bucks to get to the sports book. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, so how much am I going to put on the props? I got to narrow them down. And I also got to be careful, too. And my advice is, or I'm a little worried and concerned, I've got to figure out sort of a way to soften the blow here. Most of my props are correlated that there's going to be points scored in the game, right? Like, you know, and Todd Gurley coming back is an X factor. Like, Todd Gurley comes back and rushes for a ton of yards, then Jared Goff ain't going over 278 and a half passing yards. So, and, you know, Rob Gronkowski's another X factor. I like the Rams to win the football game as well, guys, but there are some X factor variables. What is Todd Gurley going to bring to the table, and you know, does Rob Gronkowski have anything left in this game as well? You know, it's my opinion, uh, especially based on my 30 to 17, that uh, the reason Belichick's been texting McVay is partially to get in his head, but the other way, the other thing is just like when he went to Oregon to visit Chip Kelly, he's he's dying to learn and loves the new wrinkles. I believe uh, I'll respectfully disagree. I do believe Gurley is going to go off, and I think Jared Goff will surpass 285 quite easily because this team's going to go out there and put their foot on the gas and beat these old bunch of old men that are ripe as the Georgia beach. Wow, Kev. I was was going to ask, I know, I I love where Lou's going with this. And and so I guess they're talking in their, that's how the Rams are talking in their locker room. Now they're not going to say that to the press during Super Bowl week, but in their locker room, there's steam coming out of those guys' ears. Well, we talked. We had Mark Lawrence on before Lou, and one guy, one uh, prop that I really like was the Reynolds over three and a half catches. You know, he's been a focal point of that offense, and I find the Rams' tight ends are not getting any respect, guys. In the last uh, couple games, uh, Tyler Higby has had four targets in the games, thirty yards against Dallas, twenty-five. His total is only twenty-one and a half. He's gone over in both of these games. His receptions is two. Those are guys I'm going to be focusing on. But what do you think, Lou, about Reynolds? Gabe and I both agree. I think he's an X factor for the Rams. And you know what? He's been a guy that's really stepped up since Cooper Cup got hurt. That's right. And and and, and I love I love the approach you guys are taking. Uh, Reynolds is surely one that I would look at. However, the guy that I would look at is the other tight end, Gerald Everett. 
This kid yep. is an absolute bull stud athlete, and I and I really think that McVeigh, the, the the Patriots are thin at defensive back. You know, really, if it, it, their, their schemes are great, but when you know when I look at at that defensive backfield, quite honestly, I, you know, I don't see a lot, and and, and really, you know. Uh, Patrick Chung, I can run with him. The two McCourty boys are are skillful enough, but I think there's going to be huge holes for those tight ends. And I think Gerald Everett's a guy in one catch that can exceed his yards. I I'd ask you to consider that. But I love I love how you're looking at secondary and that third people like that. The the other one to take that in a fade is Edelman's been white hot through the playoffs. He will not go over his catches this game. He will not go over Ooh. his yards this game. I like. I really like Edelman to go under for a number of reasons. Number one is Ram defense, and number two, if the Pats get behind and the and the Rams happen to have ten points, uh, I think they're going to throw the ball around. And, and if they take Edelman out, which I know that the Rams are going to take Edelman out. And I don't think the linebackers are afraid of Gronkowski, and that leaves Hogan and uh, the kid from uh, the Colts. So uh, I'm fading Edelman in this game. No more Dorsett. Uh, Lou's Dorsett, Lou's really Hogan bringing it today. I really like Lou. A lot, lot of bold, you know bold predictions from Lou I'm from Gamblu.com. I love it, Moranzi. I'm on, I'm reading Lou's mail. Like I'm starting to think, Gabe, it's going to be one of these crazy Super Bowls. Like. Not even, like, I really think the Rams might, like, blow them out. Like, it could be, like, one of these shocking, shocking Super Bowls, like what Seattle did. Hard to hold the Pats at 17 points, though. It it is. It will be. It will be. It will be. But I really believe in that defensive (laughs) front. I think Brady Brady gets hit hit so much in that game, he's just going to get. I think they punish him. That front, that front. I just the love Patriots as the game's getting closer, Graham. Your confidence is growing on the Rams. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, we'll see. If the Patriots win, buddy, on Sunday, it's going to be a rough afternoon in New York City when I go back and lay my big melon on my pillow. I can tell you that. Yeah, I was, all Rams. <laughs> I was drunk on Saturday night tweeting, I'll put everything I own on the Rams. No way they lose this game. Now I'm like, wow, you know. <laughs> kind of tough, you know, Brady. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sort well, of, lose it. Well, I'm sort of. <laughs> I'm backing up. No, I like the Rams here. I do. I think people are sleeping on the Rams. And, you know, really, there's not really a lot of pressure on the Rams. You brought it up, Lou. Everyone's talking about, you know, Brady, how great he is, and Belichick, and Gronkowski's dancing, and the Patriots are great. And Like you said, they're almost acting like they've already sort of won the Super Bowl. And I, I think it takes pressure off the Rams, and they can go about their business without without the crazy sort of, oh, you better win the Super Bowl. They can just go about their business and, and, you know, to me, and we spoke to a guy that played in the Super Bowl today, Ben Garland from the Falcons, and he said that it did mess with the Falcons a bit, the Super Bowl week, that they weren't used to it. I'm hoping that McVay, who's been around forever and his grandfather's been around, that McVay knew. Last week is the week you got to do all the work. This week is sort of just a circus, right? You don't really get real practices in this week. So, But, hey, McVay's the boy genius. I got confidence that he's going to be prepared. We'll find out soon enough, that's for sure. Yeah, the bye week's a little much, isn't it? 
Way like I've been talking, we've been, I, I, we've been yeah, talking about we don't, this game for we don't need days it. now. I know that's the thing. It's like for yeah, like for other people who just do sports radio once, Marenzi, Like we're breaking it down, DFS betting every day. It's way too long. Like I, I don't even think you need the bye week. It's good for Gurley. You know he gets healthier, but personally, no. Uh, play the damn game. Hey, Should have been played. The on fact that we keep giving people new content every day is a testament to our greatness. And I don't Excellent. mean me, <laughs> but uh, the team, our guest, and uh, everybody, uh, everybody. Uh, Everybody involved. Uh, All right, uh, so shout out to you too, Marenzi. I know you're doing so many uh, shows and stuff like that. I don't want to butter your bread, but uh, very impressive doing the morning, afternoon, and everything while you're holding down the fort. Doing a great job, buddy. Yeah, and I second that. I appreciate that. Kind words, uh, guys. Thank, thank you, Lou. So, uh, talk to us, Lou, about this UFC that uh, I I can't lie and tell you that I've uh, deeply researched uh, at all because I've been so football heavy this week. No, not, you know, that's my job. I'll do that for you. And really, it's 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 going to be a very exciting card because it's going to be taking place down in Brazil. And you got, it's, it's loaded with Brazilians. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm just having a hard time finding, you know, dogs that I like. But I do believe I found value in a couple of fights. The first fight is the main event, Marlon Morris against... Uh, Rafael Asuncao, which is a rematch. Now, Moraes entered the UFC with tons of hype, and everybody, when he came into his first fight, they give him Asuncao, which is a top three fighter in the division, which tells you how much respect the UFC gave Moraes. However, uh, that was a three-round fight. Asuncao had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder back in 2016 when they fought this fight. And as close as the fight was, uh, it was a legitimate decision earned by a Sunsau. So what's happened in the year and a half or two years since? Well, a Sunsau's not 33 and a half anymore. He's 35 and a half, almost 36. And I don't think that he's got a lot of top-end fights left. They, he's, he's just running out of time. Meanwhile, Morris is going to enter this fight. He's going to be an inch taller, have a a little bit of an inch reach advantage, and he's going to have a five-year age advantage. And we know in fights under 170 pounds in the UFC, if there's a five-year age difference, you win it 65% of the time. Now, that doesn't mean Morris is going to win, but he's the much more skilled, precise, punching, faster, violent fighter. He, he head-kicked. Aljamain Sterling into La La Land, and he just did it to Jimmy Rivera. And in the first fight against the Sunsau in the first round, he threw a spinning back kick that missed the Sunsau's melon by an inch. If he would have hit that head with that, it would have splattered. It was such a violent kick. <laughs> uh, uh, Morris opens 215. He's now 170. I comprehensively disagree with the movement of this line. I think Marlon Morris. Uh, in a five-round fight, it's going to be too much for Rafael Asuncao, and he'll win by dominant decision or maybe finish Asuncao late. Great analysis from Lou from Gamblue.com. And I'll tell you, Lou, you're right. Moraz came over to the UFC from the World Series of Fighting where he was dominant. People question the level of competition. Loses his first fight in the UFC to the aforementioned uh, Sun Sal, who he gets an opportunity to beat uh, right now. He gets that opportunity of revenge. But what does he do after that? Very impressive. Rattles off three straight wins and pretty much looks better in each one doing it, Lou. Very comfortable in the UFC now. Shows that he belongs. Shows he's for real. 
Uh, you got me sold, Cam. He's very convincing, isn't he? Uh, yes. L- that's why Lou's a great realtor, Gabe. And, like, you go in there and, like, I could see him making a pitch to people. Like, if he's my guy, like, I wish you were here, Lou, because my realtor didn't really do a great job. I wish uh, I should have hired you from Arizona to help me with my land deal because I got, I, I got pinched. Well, yeah, Lou does commercial more, real estate, though. Yeah, I do oh, yeah, commercial, that's right, not home. And really, well, you know, it's great because I deal with all different kinds of businesses. But basically, I just present them the facts as they are. And, and normally, the business owner will make the decision. You know, a, a plumber makes a different decision than the drywaller than does the outdoor uh, fertilizer guy. So I usually learn by the motivations of each client, and it teaches me how to be a better businessman myself. Uh, Jose Aldo is an underdog. Um, tight, I, against uh, Moicano. What do you make of this one, Lou? I think Renato Mo- Moicano, Gabe, is almost a clone of Max Holloway. And we know what Max Holloway, with his length and violent striking, did to Aldo. And I look for Renato Moicano to do that exact same thing. Jose Aldo's already started talking about he's going to fight these last three fights. He doesn't want to fight for the title. He's thinking about retirement. I think Moicano, who's four inches taller, going to have substantial length and size on Aldo, might just retire him on Saturday night. And that line, I released that fight at one, minus 140 for Moicano weeks ago, and now it's right there. So there's value on Moicano and Marlon Moran. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We're going to have final two, two minutes. We just have a little three-minute uh, bump before the top of the hour so. Uh, we've got uh, one quick uh, little hit with Lou. We'll rattle off a couple of more fights uh, for you. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moranzi, alongside Cam Stewart, Lou from Gamblue.com, uh, with us. Uh, our main man uh, Yang is uh, manning uh, the board today, doing a great uh, job. And shout out to uh, to Yang, as um, of course he is going to be a grand. Uh, you know, Yang's a lot older, man. I don't know. Yang must have started. You know, Yang was getting it going on when he was young, evidently, because yep. uh, he's got Yang Junior, who's twenty uh, second uh, birthday today. So we want to give a shout-out to Yang uh, Jr. And, uh, and to Senior as well. Congratulations uh, to you both. Nice. And uh, Yang, Yang, one of our favorite people to work with uh, at the uh, the Fantasy uh, Sports Radio Network. Uh, great guy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I'm grabbing the napkin right now to wipe my tears. <laughs> nice. well, I was waiting for Cam to add something, but I don't know. He's just no, choking I, over I, there. All right, so, yeah, I was just choking, but uh, Yang is my favorite guy. Yang, we love you, buddy. 
Back to live action, fellas. We'll always, uh, we'll always love you, and congratulations, buddy. You do a great job. I know you got a lot on your plate. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. So happy, happy birthday. Yang, Yang handles the phones like a pro. Happy birthday to his son, and uh, let's win some money this weekend as a whole. Yeah, let's well, please. All right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah let, let's do that. So, um, speaking of which, so Damian minus a minus a buck eighty five. The uh, Bronx Charles Oliveira is is about a minus uh, one twenty five favorite. So Damian Maya is fighting uh, Lyman Good, Charles uh, Oliveira versus David Timor. Uh, Cam's favorite fighter Johnny Walker uh, is on the card against Ledet. Uh, so and we've only got about two minutes here, uh, Lou. If that, like one minute. Uh, any anything else on the UFC card catch your eye? I would just say, because this is in Brazil, and the UFC wants to look good in Brazil, these are favorable matchups. Maya's last three fights have been against Woodley, Covington, and Usman. Now they give him a guy going to come right into him. Uh, so I do like Maya a little there. Uh, Betts, and close to a dog is Charles Oliveira. Tyke Tamer is a pure stand-up guy. When this goes to the ground, Oliveira will choke him out. And then down below, a couple of ladies, Talia Santos against the Italian Barella. I think Barella has what it takes as a dog plus 160 uh, to get by the Brazilian here. But overall, it's going to be a big night for the Brazilians uh, on Saturday. Follow Lou at gamblu.com. Um, on Twitter and check out his website, gamblu.com.